to Steampunk Connection. I'm Flavio. And I'm Fax. We are your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. Yes, we also review steampunk movies, books, comics, and games. Also, we're going to talk with celebrity guests from the local steampunk community. Alright, thank you for tuning in, and now on with the episode. This is episode 12 of Texas Steampunk Connection. If, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, we missed a week. Yes. It, uh, it, last it, week, it, due to quote-unquote technical difficulties. Entirely my fault, I'll admit that, but I won't go into details. I think you will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay. Um, well, sorry we missed the week there. Um, one person did notice. And yeah, there... we'd like to shout out to... Uh, James McKissick. <laughs> James, we are sorry for, for missing a week. We, although, although we read that you have been listening since the first episode, which is, shocks and appalls us. It's boggling, but please don't stop. <laughs> I did. I did throw a mini episode in last, not last week, the week before. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I hope that helped a little bit. I'd come back from the uh, uh, steampunk uh, uh, splendid teapot racing in Wimberley. Yes, and that was that was a fun time. It's a shame uh, more of us couldn't make it out there, uh, but we had a good oh uh, eight racers or so. Eight's a pretty decent amount. It, yeah, we had a good time. Um, I mean, that's that's the first real biker bar I've ever been to. <laughs> a real biker bar. Yeah, and they were real life bikers, and they were fine with you guys being all dressed yeah, up cool. and playing around. They, they they thought we were very novel. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you win anything? You raced yourself, right? Uh, I I did get to participate in the race. I did not do the best, but I didn't do the worst. Awesome. So I feel like you know I made a good showing, <laughs> and I got I got an award for. Having traveled the furthest to participate in the race. All the way from Central Austin. Which is to say, a participation award. But that's okay. It's everyone, cool looking. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> My mom says I'm great. But uh, yeah. last weekend we were not here because you were out having adventures. Yes, I went to Steamposium up in Seattle, the great Northwest. And it, good day. <laughs> it was... I had a good time. It was a steampunk convention called Symposium. It was a third year, so they're, they're moving right along. They're hoping to have a fourth year, of course. Um, the only other, I mean, besides for the stuff that we've done here in Texas with uh, the few cons we had here, and then the, there's a big, the Las Vegas one that we went to. We don't make it out of Texas very often. Not very often. But the Las Vegas, comparing, to, comparing it to the Las Vegas convention, that was, uh, that was uh, in February, early February, late January? Late January, uh, uh, thon yeah, last year. That was the Las Vegas convention. Unfortunately, we have no word of what's going to be again next year. Uh, it's yeah, Actually, I have gotten word. Oh, you have? Um, the uh, hotel is, is that, that area of the hotel is shut down for renovations and what? stuff. What? Um, it was fine the way it was. What kind of renovations do they need? Oh, I don't know. You know, repairs and... and I, I don't know this, but because the hotel is not available, um, they are not this year. Well, they're not looking for a different place because that's really that's the only place. That, really. that is the only place. Uh, well, that's disappointing to hear, but maybe they'll come back. It'll yeah. come back, hopefully. And awesome. But off topic. Yeah, right. But anyway, compared to that one, and I know a lot of you people don't have weren't there because I was there and didn't see you there. <laughs> or did we? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, we know of at least a couple, some people <laughs> south of Austin here that were there. 
and and there there are people you know outside of the state of Texas who listen to this, including yes. uh, James <laughs> McKissick. Yes, I think. which is awesome <laughs> and strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have other friends here in Texas. I apparently I'm friends with one of them as well. Oh, oh, okay. we have one friend in common on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook, how would we even know about other people? I have no idea. I don't know how people did it in the past. No, I barely know how we do it now. Okay, so... Anyway, so, I, I, would, I would compare the two as being very similar in size. Um, I think maybe the, the Seattle convention had a little bit more vendors, but it was hard to tell because the Vegas vendors were scattered all over the place. Okay. Yeah, you were saying that uh, the, the vendors were in a, a specific vendor room. Right, it was, it was a convention center. Okay. In Seattle, actually, it was. It sounds like it was pretty big. It looked like it was an annex. Actually, it was more of an annex to the convention center. The convention center was here. We were gathering across the street. <laughs> it looked like a convention center, but smaller, I guess. <laughs> but it was four floors. We were up. We were between four floors. Oh, okay. All right. Um, the the vendors were on the top floor, as well as the art room and the art dealers and all that. And they were on the top floor. That's where they had they had a dance. They had a ballroom up there as well. Um, which, of course, the ballroom and the, they had a ballroom and a concert. The concert was down on the bottom floor. <laughs> um, and they happened at the same time, so you couldn't go to the, the ballroom dance and the concert at the same time. <laughs> so that was kind of a weird timing. I would have I would have liked to go on the both, but I went to the concert. <laughs> well, who did you see the concert? There was a band called the Peculiar Pretzel Men. They opened up, and they they were fun. They were they were good guys. Um, I, I have trouble listening. I have trouble understanding lyrics in live venues. So what their, if their lyrics are steampunkish? I don't really know for sure. <laughs> they dressed the part for the most part. Um, the the drummer was cool. He didn't have a standard drum set. He had like a bunch of other. You know, Things that he banged on, like bottles and can't beer, I mean bottles and just stuff that he banged on. As well as he has some drum heads, but you know. So, like that homeless guy on the corner who's begging for money and he's got that. Yes, but fancier. <laughs> so anyway, but you know they were fun. I had a good time with them. And then it was Voltaire after them. And I've seen Voltaire once. I've seen Voltaire once before that. And I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't that impressed with him at that time. I've seen him come to town twice, uh, yeah. being in Austin. I only uh, saw him that one time. But, yeah, okay. I, like I said, at that one time I saw him, I wasn't really that impressed with him. But, for some reason, this time around, he was very entertaining, very fun. I enjoyed him. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the difference was. I, I wasn't drunk the second time. <laughs> so maybe that's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> and that, that, that's when you did enjoy it. Yes. Odd. Yeah, okay. exactly. Normally things are the other way around. Yeah, and I remember when I remember seeing Voltaire, it was just uh, him on stage, and sort of a, with an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But that was, and it was in a small club here in town. Right, right. But uh, if you look him up on on YouTube, uh, you know you're listening to his studio work, and it's much more full uh, musically, and I enjoy that a lot. Um, I guess I, I think I was a little. I, I had my expectations set wrong. For his live show, uh, yeah, maybe. Like I said, I didn't. He was also just by himself with his guitar at this one as well. Uh-huh. And it, but it was a bigger venue. I mean, they they, they sectioned off a whole section of the room, and, you know, like like they do at hotels where they give it the ballroom or whatever. You know. Did they have uh, a lot of uh, people? Yeah, it was a big cool. audience. It was pretty good sized audience. Yeah, and they seemed to know his lyrics, so they were all fans. Cool. <laughs> you know, so it, I mean, it was a good time. 
liking him. He's very popular with the ladies, apparently. <laughs> they, they really like him. He's a good-looking fella. Yeah. He's got the long hair flowing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know. He's kind of got that, that devilish uh, yeah. goatee mm-hmm. like Captain Kirk in that episode where the evil version of him comes to town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cool. And that was that was Friday night. That was the first night of the, of the convention. Oh, wow. So getting started with a bang. Yeah. And, of course... And there, there's, you know, there, like any convention, they had a bunch of uh, panels, and I actually went to a few of them. And I, I honestly don't remember what most of them were supposed to be, <laughs> because there's this one particular guest that was always at all the panels I went to, and he always seemed to take them off topic. <laughs> oh. And he talked, oh. and and he just talked, <laughs> and just just threw everything off. <laughs> so, was he entertaining? Sometimes, but not most, but not all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. most of the time we were kind of like, "Come on, get it over with, let them talk." Um, which was kind of kind of disappointing that they didn't really put the hammer down on him and say, "Hey, we're, we're trying to do something here." <laughs> you know, we don't we don't need you to come to any more of these panels, Mister. Yeah, or you know, or at least let us do our thing first. But you know, that was a little annoying. Um, I mean, because there was one done by this couple called uh, Lord and Lady Towers or whatever that they were they were they were going to talk about living steampunk daily and I was curious what that oh, meant oh. <laughs> you know the 24/7 lifestyle something like that yeah and, and how they went about it and what they did and you know a lot of times like they had these penny farthing bikes those are cool yeah apparently they ride those everywhere they go <laughs> in their area Seattle <laughs> it's yeah. hilly it's hard yeah. and they don't have brakes so that's hard to do of course, I don't think they're actually from true? Seattle. <laughs> they don't have brakes? Yeah, they don't have brakes. The Penny Farthings don't have brakes. <laughs> oh, wow. You have I'll... to get a little running star, jump on them, and then jump off to, to get off to stop. <laughs> so they said they made it hard to go grocery shopping, but they have backpacks that they wear. But <laughs> Wow, that's too that's that's more hardcore than I, I think I'm yeah. keen to do. You know, but then that's that's what they started talking about. And then that guy spoke up and started talking about meetups and how to, you know. <laughs> That one guy is like, well, meetups are nice, but that's not a daily thing. That's just uh, how to get a group thing together. <laughs> you know, it was just slightly off topic. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. But anyway, and that, that went on through a lot of the panels I went to. One of them, and I thought one of them was going to be s- history of steampunk writers, but it turned uh-huh. out it was history for steampunk writers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it wasn't quite my what I was looking for. <laughs> I misread mm. it. That was my fault. <laughs> I could see how both would have their place, uh, yeah. but oh. Yeah. Then they had one, another one. I, I was gonna, I, I wanted to go to was gaming in steampunk or LARPing and not well LARPs and RPGs in steampunk. That was canceled. Didn't get to see that one. Oh, I was disappointed. <laughs> hmm. but anyway, Saturday night they followed up with a burlesque show called Shake That Brass. <laughs> mm. Oh my, <laughs> these women were fine and they did really good shows. Um, Apparently there's some kind of I think like some of the blessed girls that we know here they go to this thing called I don't know some kind of brass or some pr- kind of burlesque convention that they go to for whatever reason. Oh, that makes That's sense. Big, big sure. burlesque show, big, big a big one. The one of the women who organizes that was one of the dancers <laughs> at this show. <laughs> and and obviously she knew her stuff. As she well. knew what she was doing. Yes, mm. it was really these were really good shows. Um, I was really impressed. It was one of the it, no, no offense to any of the steam, any of the burlesque women here that we know, but they were they were good, and they were some of the finest shows I've seen, some of the finest dances I've seen. But apparently they've been at it a very very long time and have refined it. <laughs> you know, very interesting. Okay, 
but that was that that was my symposium trip. And the technical the technical difficulties were, I had a friend that I was hoping that would help co-host that weekend, but she was way too shy, couldn't do it. And technically, I tried to do it on my own, and I, I'm really bad by myself. Oh my Don't worry. God. We're really bad together, too. <laughs> oh, well, at least here I'm talking. I was <laughs> so tongue-tied and rambling. It was insane. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah, n- I, nothing salvageable out of anything I recorded. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think I've talked. I don't even think I mentioned steampunk. That was how bad it was. <laughs> I was I was rambling like crazy. Well, you did also <laughs> tell me about, uh, you know, Going through Seattle and visiting a number of breweries. Yes. I, there's there are a lot of micro, there are a lot, not not microbreweries. There are a lot of brew pubs in downtown Seattle, and okay. they had a lot of good beers. Um, of course, I'm a porter and and stout guy myself, so right. I didn't try any of their IPAs or any of that stuff. You know, because that's just, right. that's you're, not what I do. You're not into the bitter, <laughs> right? Uh, poppy beers, I know. All right. So yeah, yeah, and I, and I enjoyed. M- a large amount of the beers that I tried. Um, there was a couple of them that were, meh, I probably won't drink this again. <laughs> there was a few that I'm like, I would really drink this all the time. Still, none of them have beat Vanilla Oast. I'm sorry. Rognus Vanilla Oast is the best. <laughs> Shout out to Forrest Rognus, Forrest and Diane, who... Uh, who probably don't listen. <laughs> no, but but you should check out their, their uh, well, shoot. Right now, you're not able to unless no. you can find them at the tap room. In Pflugerville. Yeah, if you've, if you've seen any, any Rognus branded beers. Uh, jump in, on it. <laughs> in Central Texas, jump on it. You won't find it anywhere else, but their brewery has closed. Temporarily. So, <laughs> so that they can open up a brew pub, which is different than a brewery in, in the state of Texas and has different laws regarding it, and they like them better. Yes. We, we miss them, and we miss their products. Yes, come back soon. Oh. Okay. Oh. So that is why we are a week late. Yes. Um, but it actually works out in, in the long run because this, this is going to be a little preview. Not a preview. I'm joining another podcast. What? <laughs> yes. It's, a, it's going to be based in the Harry Potter universe. We are a, we're, I'm going to be an adjunct professor at the community college here in Texas. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Oh, okay. It's, and we're being basically – none of it's out. It's not out yet. I will, I will make mention when it is out and available. It's fun. And they, she record. We record every other Sunday, and it's not today, so it, it actually worked out in the long run. So now I can be on both. So this both is fixing some scheduling yes, conflicts, definitely. Um, we are also changing up the uh, the uh, the show a little bit. If you haven't noticed already, yep. We did not go straight into talking about upcoming events. Uh, so we're going to try this out. We're going to talk about stuff. Our show. We're going <laughs> to do what we do. Yep. And at the end of the show, we'll talk about the upcoming events, so that. You know, in a month from now, when you're listening to this, you can skip that. You aren't missing anything. Right. All the events we talk about are, are Gone over and over. So no need to no need to listen on after we get to that point. Because this way, because before we were doing the, the events first, and you had to fast forward if it was already gone and over. And of course, now that I put breaks in there with a little music, it makes it a little easier to find. But before the oldest older episodes, nah, you just have to fast forward and hope for hope for the best. <laughs> right. So this hopefully for the user will be easier. Um, right. And uh, for so. this episode, we're not doing any interviews. Nope. It's just uh, Fabio and me. We're gonna do some reviews. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about some events that I went to without Flavio because he was out gallivanting in Seattle. Yes. Um, it's a good town. I liked it. The, the humidity there is insane because they're on the ocean or the bay or whatever. It's not really the Atlantic Ocean up there. There's a, it's, it's a more specific ocean. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It's not really the. It's not even really the ocean there. It's a. It's a bay and stuff. It's um. I mean. It's, they don't call it the, the, the Pacific Ocean <laughs> where they're at. <laughs> the big blue wet thing. Yeah, it's that water, <laughs> that water stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, geography, you know, hey. But, but it, was, it was fairly cool there, right? Yes, but... Compared to the 90-degree day we had today. Right, but the but the but I'm not used to the humidity there, apparently, because I sweat it more there than I did ever did here in 100-degree weather. <laughs> you know? Gross. Or maybe it just wasn't... Maybe because it wasn't so hot or hot enough that I, my sweat didn't evaporate or something. I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> it just accumulated. So. It's weird weather. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. You went, to, you went someplace else without me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. I think we spoke about it in the previous episode. I don't remember, but uh, was Galveston that? right had had a couple of events. Um, one of them was the the uh, uh, Bishop's Palace open house. Not really an open house. You have to buy tickets, but tour. they 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 opened the place to the public to tour. And I couldn't get there because it was on Friday night, and that's too far of a drive after work for me to get there. Uh, I mentioned this, though, because they're going to do it again, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> but you enjoyed it. It was worth it. Uh, well, you don't, you well, didn't I get went, to see it. I, That's right. You I didn't, didn't get, get to see it, see it but I went that weekend anyway because Galveston is a fantastic place. Yes. And the next day, Saturday, uh, the 17th, the Tremont House had a whiskey punch tasting. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Tremont House is another... Um, beautiful Victorian mansion in Galveston on a, a fairly large plot of uh, manicured lawn and uh, that sort of thing. And so I got to, we got to tour uh, the inside downstairs, must, some of it, um, and, and, and sit in the lounge uh, patio and, uh, and uh, you know, look at the, the beautiful art on the walls and see you know how we wish we could live if we could afford it, but we can't. And then <laughs> uh, out on the lawn, they served whiskey punch with a uh, traditional um, whiskey punch recipe that they posted on a little card that came with it. Nice. And uh, you know it had simple syrup and squeezed lemons and blah blah blah. And what it really amounts to is whiskey and lemonade. Okay. But we. You, you can go in for the hoity-toity business, but it's whiskey, lemons, sugar, water. Whiskey, lemonade. And, and it was, Sounds simple enough. And it was fine because they kept filling my glass, and I had like four, and get, five. And it got better every time. <laughs> uh, the, the tour was $20, and I drank $20 worth of whiskey. <laughs> um, and and it, was a, it was a fine time. Uh, uh, we heard about the event through the Houston uh, Steampunk Events Group on Facebook, but uh, I didn't get to see anybody from Houston, you know, any of the Steampunks from Houston there. It was just my, me and and my girlfriend uh, and uh, friends, uh, Russ and Vicky, that went with us uh, there. Uh, only Erica and I were, were dressed in Steampunk get-up, uh, which was... Which... Which had its ups and downs. It was again over ninety degrees, and I was in a shirt and a vest and a coat and the boots, and it was rather warm. But everybody I, thought we looked tremendous. I hear ventilation is the is the key that way you get the evaporative cooling. Uh, what I learned is uh, how you deal with the heat in the summer is whiskey in punch. Victoria, in Victoriana, is you you sit on the on the 
patio or, or the veranda, what have you. <laughs> um, and you have your cold drink. And you just try not to move very much. Oh, I can get, I can get into that. The little breeze that comes through, you, you're begging for, you know, cools you a little, and then you just, you just don't move. <laughs> I can definitely get into that. that. That's my kind of, that's my kind of day. Yeah. That <laughs> don't is move. The policy. Awesome. Uh, so we had a really good time there. Um, if another event comes up before Dickens on the Strand. Uh, you should consider going to Galveston, uh, especially if you're, you know, within a, an hour or two's drive from it. It is a lot of fun and a beautiful space, and uh, there's lots of things to check out in Galveston. Or, by all means, make plans to go in December for Dickens on the Strand. I think we're making plans, aren't we? Uh, we are, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, um, uh, Russ. Professor Russ Argo, who I went to uh, Galveston with, mm -hmm. uh, later... The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> indeed. Uh, he has a, a, a steampunk uh, um, moving picture show. Oh, right, right. Show, yes, uh, I was not able to go to that either because I was in Seattle. <laughs> right, that he does. And he had a um, sneak peek screening of Howard Lovecraft and the Frozen Kingdom. Which is a children's cartoon based on uh, the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Of course, uh, Lovecraft I, and I, children. That seems like an odd mix. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if you are familiar with H.P. Lovecraft, he is a horror writer. Mm -hmm. um, but but not, not a gruesome, like, no. gore-fest horror uh, no, more but, like uh, but, secret societies, monsters from another dimension, <laughs> elder yeah, god yeah. things, <laughs> twitchy, large worded, uh, <laughs> squishy things in the dark, um, which I think is more horrifying and definitely more interesting, but not what I would consider children's cartoon material. But someone tried it. Someone tried it. Um, so, so how did that go? We went to uh, he he. Uh, Got some space at uh, uh, the Alamo uh, Draft House Theater, and a uh, number of us went to view it. And uh, and uh, I'm obviously not the target audience. I am you know, over the age of twelve. So um, it really was for children. And yeah, yeah, I I I didn't didn't especially like it. Um, the, uh, the they, have, they had some great voice actors, um, but the script was kind of weird, um, kind of choppy and not perfect. the uh, The animation style was very simple, uh, and it was it was CGI. And I've seen video games with better uh, graphics than. But better animation than this at this point, um, and that I, I I can't be sure, but maybe the project went on for so long that technology moved past it before it was finished. Oh, okay, yeah, that can happen. Um, but the show, it, it they they they'd had to make so many odd changes to the H.P. Lovecraft to make it kid friendly that it was just weird. <laughs> it was based on a, a comic. And I understand it stayed very close to the comic book uh, is 
far as plot goes. I, I, this one actually slipped past me. I don't know anything about this comic book. Uh, I don't either. So. But, uh, but uh, it, unless you have small children that you think would, and you think Call of Cthulhu is, is cool, <laughs> and you want to share it with them without scaring the living daylights out of them, uh, this was cool for them, but I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> I feel very apologetic because, because you know, Russ goes our, through a lot our, of pop, goes through a lot to put all this stuff together. Yeah, yeah. and because Russ, because Russ is awesome that way. He, he does, a, does a great service to uh, our local community. Um, it just, I, I didn't like this show. There, I said it. <laughs> I hate not liking things, you know. Yep, especially when your friends are putting it together. <laughs> that okay. makes me feel worse. But I don't know. I mean, speaking of anime cartoons look crafty and i was just surfing the net and i found this thing called force of will the movie apparently it's a lacraftian film but it's based on some but kind it's anime, of so it's japanese right oh uh, yeah apparently but it's based on a trading card game <laughs> what yeah according to this an omnibus movie project based on the force of will trading card game but it looks like it's going to be a while because it says it will be composed of six 15-minute shorts released in 2018. So there's something to look forward to in a few years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's kind of oh, early okay. to be announcing that, I guess. But it was just something because we are talking about Lovecraft, Lovecraft. You and I sat through the preview just a few minutes and ago. And it looked awesome. It looked wicked cool. Uh, it's a shame that it's not a, it's not a teaser for an actual film coming out anytime soon. But just seeing it was neat. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Right, so I mean, if you're curious what we're talking about, I'll put a link to it, the Force of Will movie. I'll put a link to the, the preview that we saw. But yeah, I mean, it looked cool. Um, apparently, we'll have to keep an eye out for it in 2018, if we can remember that long. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll still be doing these in 2018. Wow, which, can you imagine we'll be doing it for this? Doing this for that long? Wow. Well, maybe we'll find something else to talk about. Hopefully. <laughs> something new every week. Other, every other week, sorry. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, what I was doing while you've been uh, off gallivanting. Um, oh well, that brings us up to current. I think. Yeah. Well, a couple of days ago we were in San Marcos. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> we should talk about that. Yeah, I mean that one. This was uh, popped out of nowhere. We apparently there is a steampunk lamp. Uh, there's <laughs> what's it called? Uh, no. It. Well, their card, their business card says accent lighting designs, but yeah. uh, suddenly on, he throws up a steampunk mixer. <laughs> on on the uh, on the Facebook it says the steampunk lamp factory, which is. Yeah, I, I, the name I prefer. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, just boom. All of a sudden we see Steampunk Mixer at the Steampunk Lamps Factory. It's like, yeah. where did this come from? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, he, he was in no way connected with the, the Steampunks Association of San Marcos, or SPASM, uh, which you'll find on Facebook. Uh, no connection with anyone here in Austin or anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just, so that, he, I, I think that's very exciting. That's, that's awesome. Something out of the yeah. nowhere, yeah. it's doing the steampunk thing, and we just find out about it. Right, and we went, and we went, mm-hmm. and there were steampunkers there, people I've never seen before, even. <laughs> you know? So there was a film, some people I knew, but there's other people there that I never saw before. So there are steampunkers out there, people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, get them. Yes, we, um, we, we must. We passed out a few business cards. Them, yeah, yeah. I now have a new. We now have a new shiny business card for our podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had a really good time. They had a uh, local uh, sort of uh, traditional Irish band uh, there yeah, yeah. That, would, that seemed very appropriate to the to the Victorian mm-hmm. period. 
And the, the the man in charge, I guess he's the owner. He's a really nice guy. I mean, he was he was a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Jim Lehman. We're going to try to get him on the podcast eventually. Uh, we we did ask him. I asked him if mm-hmm. he'd be interested in, in being on our podcast. So hopefully, hopefully we can get him on on board in the near future. Yeah, um, when I handed him a card, he was like, he was he was all excited. He goes, "How can I get involved?" It's like, <laughs> oh, I was like, "Awesome!" Let's hold, when just I talk asked to us. him, he just looked at me really confused because I didn't know you talked to him. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but he's got some guys working for him there. They all sort of uh, sit around building lamps and uh, lighting, and and they've got a mural out yeah. painted on the back wall of the building. And a lot of them do, I guess, outside lighting, uh, previous to to this steampunk shtick that they're finding themselves in. Uh, there was a lot of cool lamps there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really, really interesting. Uh, right there in the, in town square in San Marcos, right, you know, two buildings over from the brewery supply store. San Marcos <laughs> is getting really cool. Yeah. Uh, I went to school there. 20 odd years ago and I thought it was really cool there but uh, <laughs> but, even but now, better now. <laughs> it's, it's much more interesting you know what it's much more interesting now that I have money too that makes things that makes a big difference <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and and the guy he, he even gave away prizes for people dressed up in steampunk and the prizes were pretty cool <laughs> they were there they were not yeah the first cheap first little gadgets prize, uh, was like a, a lamp that they'd built there yeah. in the store um, that was pretty Pretty cool looking, um, and uh, two of our friends tied for first place. So each of them took home a, a custom, uh, custom one of a kind lamp, and they're they were awesome. So yeah, this is definitely something to we're definitely we'll keep in touch with this guy. We'll, like I said, we'll, we will get him on the podcast. So Jim Lehman, uh, Keith, and Max, and. Those are the only other two I remember at the at the store. But well, shout out to you guys. I hope we get to talk to you soon and uh, get you on the show. Yes, and the, and the San Marcos Society. Keep, keep talk to these people. <laughs> you know, go talk, go visit yeah, the yeah. shop. You know, <laughs> say hello. And and, and it, I've also noticed that there's been groups popping up everywhere. I mean, there's a there's a whole other group in San Antonio that just popped up out of nowhere. The Zeng Army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've seen them. Uh, for the last two weeks or two weekends, and then they posted another event this coming weekend. I know we talk about this at the end of the show, but uh, but the fact having, that there's groups popping up everywhere, is they've been having awesome. socials uh, in San Antonio on Saturday evenings. I, I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, they don't seem to have again any in connection with the uh, the San Antonio uh, steampunks San Antonio that, are, that we know of yeah. group there, but uh, they're doing something, trying to get things moving, which is awesome, That's exciting. It's even more exciting when people show up. Yeah. So uh, I saw pictures that they're from their last meetup. So they have a, they have a handful of people, good size to start. Oh, cool. Um, and you'll of course link to them. Oh yeah. After the show, definitely. And it's just I think this is, it's amazing that you know steampunk's popping up everywhere now, you know. And I think well, like I said, there's the you know there's a new San Antonio group, there's the Wimberley group that are still going strong, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And they got something planned almost every month. You know, so they're going great. There's another group up in Colleen calling themselves Central Steampunk. Central Texas Central Steampunk. Texas Steampunk yeah, group. Yeah. And they're starting up really strong as well. I mean their their Facebook page has been blowing up. They're they're planning their next meeting. They're they're going on it. So I'm saying in the future if we can get all these groups together for one big meetup, <laughs> that could be awesome. Well they're <laughs> 
There is. I, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Right. Uh, well, I know. There's, there's, Steampunk November coming that's, up. You that's know? north. That's north. I'm thinking more Austin area. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh well. <laughs> you know, because you know, we're all closer to Austin than, than we are to Dallas. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, but the Dallas people are welcome to come too. You know, <laughs> but I'm saying we're definitely going to go there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying this. I'm just looking for the future, man. With all these new groups popping up, that's just more potential for bigger gatherings. <laughs> you know. And there, yeah, so many fun things to do. I could go on and on, and I usually do. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what, but, if we don't uh, talk, there's no show. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is the 12th episode. We talk about stuff we've done or are about to do. Um, so I'll start repeating myself. <laughs> I'll save some things for next show. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, okay. All right, so I guess we'll do a little bit of reviewing now. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll start, I'll start off real quick here. So I, I was at the Hatfights Bookstore, one of my favorite places on, our, on in the earth. And I found this book called The Steampunk, Illustrated History of Fantastical Fiction, Fantasy Film, and Other Victorian Visions. So it's a steampunk history book. So I started perusing it. It's got a lot of pretty pictures. I can see that. I honestly have not gotten very far in it. But right off the bat, it starts telling me about these, these guys. A guy named Tim Powers, K.W. Jeter. And another one, what's his name? Bullock. Bull, bull, my mind just went blank. I can't find it. Blaylock. <laughs> so the the uh, the original. Yeah, these these three guys, guys who are coined. being are being are being toted as the people who created steampunk in its current form. <laughs> I mean, they do to- they do they do give shout outs to Jules Verne and H. G. Wells as their as their influences. <laughs> but right. when they were writing, they didn't know they they didn't say they were writing steampunk back then. Those guys they were writing science fiction or fantasy. Yeah, they weren't even <laughs> writing science fiction because that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, they were they, 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 they were budding it. it. Yeah, they were but, just Victorian fantasy fiction, whatever. But yeah, they did not call it that but speculative fiction. Yeah, or exactly. So this this one guy, this, this Jeter is the one who's been toted as the person who termed the term to term the term the term, term the word. Co- coined the term coined steampunk. the term steampunk in a letter to a, a to a, a, a magazine, you know, basically it comes up, uh, I think Victorian fantasy is going to be the next big thing, as long as we can come up with a fitting collective term for Powers, Blaylock, and myself, something based on the appropriate technology of the era, like steampunk, perhaps. <laughs> mm. And so, thus, the word steampunk has been coined, That's according to this, anyway. <laughs> and the reason I bought this is like, well, I talk about steampunk. I might as well know a bit of its history, right? <laughs> so, okay, sure. That's why I bought this, and I've been reading through it slowly but surely, very slow. And I will be bringing it up as I go further into the book. I'll bring up more stuff I learn. But one of the things they mentioned was Tim Powers and his book, The Anubis Gate, which is I happen to have a copy of. <laughs> and it's like on the top of every list of <laughs> steampunk novels right. that you're going to find on the internet. So, sure. So, I read it. <laughs> oh. And... It was a good book. I liked it. However, according to our definition of steampunk, okay, well let's let's go through it. <laughs> right? Uh, is it is it Victorian? Barely. What, what are the Victorian? Victorian was the, what year? Eight, late eighteen hundreds? Um, <laughs> any any really anything in the in the eighteen hundreds okay. to to World War One? Okay, so then yes, because it was the early eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Uh, okay. Like 1810, 1811. <laughs> uh, is it 1810, 1911 England? Or... Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. I smacked in the middle of London. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so that, that's one. <laughs> uh, second thing. Is it, 
it does it have mad science and interesting uh, gadgets and that sort of business? Not really. It had some Egyptian magic. <laughs> okay. Um, because apparently at that time England was occupying Cairo, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they didn't like that. And Victorian <laughs> Egyptology was yeah. was hot. Right. There was there was Egyptian magic. There was what they call what they call it a ka k a. It was it was it was a humunculus humunculus um, clone kind of creature. Okay. Running around, they had those running around, and there was some time travel involved. <laughs> but it was magical uh, oh. time travel. Uh, okay. <laughs> it All wasn't. Right. There was no gadgetry or anything like that. Okay. You know. Uh, and the third thing is it uh, anti-establishment or rebellious or is it punk? The only rebellion part was the the med, the, the Egyptians were just trying to topple the English government. <laughs> Are they the heroes? No. Oh, not then, even close to the heroes. So that <laughs> they really... were definitely the bad guys. Mm. <laughs> so. According to our definition of steampunk, it's not steampunk. It, yeah, it doesn't. You know, but yet, but the illustrated steampunk history says it's one of the first steampunk novels out there. <laughs> I, I personally would call it more urban fantasy, kind of like the Dresden Files. <laughs> okay. You know, it's it's more <clears throat> urban fantasy than than anything else. Maybe it's steam fantasy, steam urban fantasy. If anything, you know, if you want to throw the word steam v- in there, Victorian fantasy yeah. uh, or. Uh... Right. I mean, I think the problem where the, the thing is we get hung up on the word punk a lot when we say when we're saying steampunk and because it's in there. But even the, in this book, it even says that it's probably they termed it wrong. They're even saying that it may have been a mistake to use the word punk when they said this. <laughs> you know? OK. All right. Because, I mean, they even said they mentioned something about um, steam fantasy. They said, what was that? Steam opera. <laughs> steam okay. opera was another word they used <laughs> in this book as well. You know, so there's other definitions of steam something, you know, besides steampunk. Mm-hmm. And personally, I kind of like that because I do read a lot of stuff that I think is steampunk but doesn't quite fit into it. Like this Nubis Gate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's got to be another term for it. It's close enough, but not according to our three definitions. You know, so yeah, yeah. So, it, so it, it's a, it's a conundrum in my head right now. You know, but it was good. It was a good book. Yes. So I mean, I I, I recommend it as a book. Um, like I said, it, uh, we can call it urban fantasy, steam fantasy, urban, you know. But you, you said it was it was a lot of Egyptian uh, magic, yes, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Was it was it sort of occult, like uh, uh, Golden Dawn, uh, secret society sort of stuff? Not so much. They were trying. It was a, it was like apparently this one master had these two guys that were agents for him and they were just trying to find these portals to go back in time so they can change time so England won't be occupying Cairo anymore <laughs> in the past. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. And that, that, they that were the villains. Their, that was their, they were the villains. That was uh-huh. their main goal. The main character was a guy from 1980 who got flung into the past. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> who got flung into the past and got mixed up in all this. Oh, <laughs> uh. Hmm. But it was still good. It was a good yes, book. Yes, it was still good. <laughs> it's like my my knee jerk reaction to time travel. Well, it's kind of like it's like oh no, oh no, no. Yeah, it was kind of like time after time, but in reverse. <laughs> you know the movie Time After Time, mm-hmm. where H.G. Wells comes into the future. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was, but it was this guy who goes into the past and you know and gets and gets mixed up in all this stuff. You know, he gets kidnapped by gypsies, even, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, you know, but like I said, it was, it was a rather decent book. I like, I, I recommend it, but it's 
barely passes, you know, according to our definition, it's not steampunk, but mm-hmm. according to the history of steampunk, <laughs> it is, because it's written by one of the first steampunk writers, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Okay, well, we don't have to agree with them. You know, well, they're, they're, <laughs> whoever wrote this is one of the parent. you know, Brian J. Robb is the one who wrote it. He's the guy who knows things. Yeah, and, forward it, and uh, the forward was written by James P. Blaylock. Oh, I, he's the guy you couldn't remember the name. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, you know, apparently, but his steampunk novels, I haven't read any, but even though, but they look cool, and their covers look very steampunky, so I'm looking forward to reading some of his stuff later. Well, I, I think this is fairly interesting, uh, your, your, your discussion on what is steampunk, because I have a book to review as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is, is not one of the first novels of steampunk, but... Um, Scott Westerfield's Leviathan, uh, the first in a trilogy, is another one of those that's on every list of steampunk novels. So I expected, you know, steampunk. all those things that we, we just talked about. And uh, at first, I wanted to argue that it, it didn't fit those, those concepts um, because I, my, I, I've come to the, I, the realization that my my brain space that I think of steampunk in is very uh, American centric. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Steampunk has has uh, uh, big steam engines mm-hmm. that were built and crossing the United States, and you know that was the big uh, expansion of the U.S. It's about uh, uh, mad science and uh, new technologies, which were being developed by Nikola Tesla, Edison, Thomas Edison, yeah. um, in, in America. Were, Not yeah. Americans, Tesla was Serbian, but yeah. in America, creating new fascinating things. Um, uh, Chicago's um, World's Fair and the White City, which is presenting those things and presenting the shiny new... Uh, future of the world to to Americans and uh, all these concepts which are very uh, American in nature and I, I realized that with this book I think that I really don't have nearly so much of a concept of what steampunk is in England or in Europe mm-hmm. uh, or what, what the Victorianism would have been to build steampunk on top of so so this was an interesting book. Uh, Leviathan takes place uh, effectively starting World War One, which I knew Jack all about as well. Um, <laughs> I do know that some guy got assassinated that got the ball rolling. Right, Ferdinand. Right. <laughs> Franz Ferdinand, you know, like the band. <laughs> that is the extent of my history knowledge. <laughs> uh, that's, I think, more than most people know. Uh, but this author did a lot of research into uh, uh, European politics of the period uh, going into World War One, and sort of, you know, tweaked and expanded and created characters in that space. Um, so, is it Victorian? Yes. I, it, the, the author clearly knows more about the Victorian era <laughs> in Europe than I freaking do. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, it's, it's almost diesel punk. Okay. Uh, because the, there's, there's gas engines involved, or gasoline right. so engines, combustion the, engines. The second, sorry. the second question is: there weird science and and mm-hmm. uh, clever gadgets, and the story isn't about it. 
in America, Clever Gadgets would be like, you know, some tinkerer in his garage right. built the first flying machine. Right, right. And, you know, now he's got one up on the world and now he can do things and nobody else can. Uh, that is not the focus of Leviathan. It is a world with strange technologies, but it's not like some weirdo grew them in his garage. Um, <laughs> it's, it's what the it's, industrial complex created? Right, right. Okay. So it's sort of more like cyberpunk in that way. The technology is is the world that has made such and such culture, and, and we're having to navigate within that cultural and technological world. Okay. It's not that... You've, you've built something cool. Um, so in this in this book, uh, the uh, the German and Austria-Hungarian uh, governments or, or, or military machine is built on walking robots and, and mecha. Okay. That Mechas, are, got it. They, they don't use those terms, but right. yeah. yeah. Uh, and those are driven on the kerosene. Uh, fuel, so you know it's not it it's not uh, um, uh, gasoline or petroleum, um, but effectively, yeah, it's it's a it's a, a diesel punk sort of thing. Okay, dirty and gritty and clangy and heavy uh, machines. Whereas uh, uh, Britain, France, Russia. Um, are using uh, something very interesting that I've never read in this context, um, but uh, uh, they are genetically manipulating animals and creating <laughs> new creatures and new okay. systems of creatures okay. to be their their war machines. Um, the Leviathan specifically, um, and I don't think I'm ruining anything in this by saying it, it is a um, a whale that they have genetically manipulated uh, to have this floating uh, hydrogen bag as most of its body. So it's a flying so that whale. It can fly, <laughs> and then they've they've strapped you know, a gondola on it, and they've got uh, these strange dog-like creatures that roam around on the surface of the whale, looking for leaks. So that the hydrogen doesn't leak out, okay, which could possibly explode, right, right, uh, right. but mostly won't keep them in the air. Um, and they've got other strange uh, creatures that they use for weapons, or they use for gathering uh, fuel to feed the whale creature. Um, and so, sounds a, like a lot of a upkeep. lot of the <laughs> a lot of the book is discussing these technologies rather than developing the characters or the plot. Huh. Okay. And and Mr. Westerfield does a great job in in describing these things, and it's very interesting. Um, but uh, I, I it, he he suffers character development in in he's not able to do character development so much because he's doing these other things. Right. Um, the characters, the main characters that he's working with are are young people. They're uh, uh, roughly uh, late teens, um, and but one of my complaints, and uh, it's not mine alone, that these characters are written as being either extremely childish 
in their choices or just uh, they they don't react like people uh the, the, their emotional responses to things is kind of odd hmm. or lacking okay so he doesn't okay so he doesn't quite get the human reactions to uh, things that, or he's just not that's my know. criticism of of those characters yes okay huh. um when he's got this concept of of a an adult with their specific point of view or or direction they want to go he's solidly this is how this person is going to be um and uh i, I don't know the, the characters feel felt kind of uh shallow two-dimensional mm. Um, so he was more he was more concentrating on the technologies and not worrying about the people yeah, in, the, in his maybe. books right now. Yeah, okay. um, and it, I don't know if if moving on to to the second and third books he develops them better, uh, or if that's just a failing of of his style of writing. Um, I've certainly read other writers who had the, a worse problem than him with writing characters. Um, if you just you know suck it up and keep reading it's still an interesting book i liked it uh it's uh it's marketed as young adult fiction um and uh you know, young adults are not as picky about their their characters perhaps um and it was it was a fun read there's two more books that i'll i'll uh definitely be be keeping on my list um, but you won't be in a big hurry to get to them. <laughs> I, I got a long list. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, and, and Leviathan is for it. It isn't a story that ends with the first book. It's sort of the first third of a story more than it, it doesn't feel like a really strong ending uh, in one book. Uh, so, so you, you so kind of have to go he, he into plan, the next. He planned. One. He planned it to be more than one book. Then that's sure. Yeah. 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 Well, but it was good. It was good. Uh, uh, so is it Victorian? Yes. Is it uh, uh, gadgety and technologically? Sounds developed? like it. <laughs> sort of, kind of, just not the way I expected it to be. Okay. But okay. And is it punk? Um, yeah, that, that's the word I get hung up on. Exactly. Yeah, what is punk? Um, I mean, I know people, some people one think is, punk is anti One is a, an English soldier, and she's. Um, She's uh, fighting f- as part of this whale crew, mm-hmm. and she's she's not rebelling against anything except sneaking into the military as a girl. Um, <laughs> I don't think that really that, that that isn't a strong argument. And the uh, boy uh, is the son of Archduke Ferdinand, uh, of, and mm-hmm. and the the last uh, the the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, uh, which is a comp- completely made up characters not right, right. historically okay. accurate one so he's he's running from uh the army of the austria-hungarians who want to kill him because the king doesn't like him right well that doesn't yeah. that's not really but punk. that's not yeah that's not rebellious either right. that's just trying to save your butt right running for your life uh so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give him that uh but two out of three, we usually say is just fine. That's good enough, yeah. And uh, the last review only had one out of three, and it's, you know, considered a staple of steampunk. So what do we know anyway? Right. Apparently, we don't know as much as we thought. That's why I bought this history book. 
I, I, I never thought I knew much. Yeah, well, uh, I, didn't, I, I knew I didn't know anything, but now I have a history book I'm going to go through and maybe learn more. Okay. You know, and hopefully we'll agree with most of it. <laughs> I'm not ready for that, but okay. <laughs> well, it gives us something, to ba- a basis to work off of. Okay, I, sure. I would assume. Um, so I think that's that. Well, we're, we're running a little, we're going to go a little long just because we, were, we missed the week. I'm going to make it up to you guys. Um, not okay. real long, but just a little long. But for now, we're going to go, we're going to take a little quick break and we'll come back with uh, the happenings of the month. Something you guys can look forward to. Hopefully, if you can make them, go for it. We'll try to make as many as we can. And um, we'll be right back in a minute. Okay, and we're back. Now let's start talking about the upcoming events for the month of October. All right. Today's October 2nd. Just in case. By the time you hear this, it'll be October 3rd or later, right? Yeah, I'm going to release it later tonight, so, you know, okay. you should it's be asleep. It's still October 2nd, and you're listening to this. You are awesome! <laughs> right? You're on the ball right on right when I drop it. Okay, so first up, coming up, is, well, this new group in San Antonio, the Zeng Army. They're meeting October 8th this weekend. Right. In, in uh, San Antonio. week from now. They actually met, like, Saturday. Yeah, apparently they're planning to meet every Saturday, it looks like. This is, like, the third meetup that I've seen. The third in three weeks. Um... So that's awesome. I don't know how long they'll be able to keep this this uh, enthusiasm up, so check them out uh, in San Antonio now. Make some connections uh, and report back to us. What is going on out there? Right. Maybe one of these times we might decide to make our way out there to, to meet you guys. In the Zang Army. <laughs> so that, that's next. We're peaceniks, though. We're, we don't want to enroll, I mean, <laughs> enlist in, the, in armed forces. No, no, definitely not. Look at that. They got they're 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 militant. Look at that. I see their that, guns. That's a gun. You you could shoot your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> and look, they enlisted children. <laughs> anyway, okay. Yeah. So they look like they're having a good time. Let's keep that up. And and the other side of Austin, October fifteenth, the Central Texas. <laughs> Central, Central Texas steampunkers. Oh, those guys in Colleen. Yeah, the guys in Colleen. They're going to be meeting October 15th. I don't know when and where. Well, I don't know where exactly. I think they're still trying to figure that out. But you can look them up, Central Texas steampunk, and they'll, they'll, they'll let you know on their, on their page where they're meeting. Um, so, so if you're anywhere in the Colleen area or anywhere in that, yeah, anywhere nearby, let, you know, and you want steampunk, go, go meet them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. What's next? Uh, well, I don't know. Let's see what we got here. Well, this is nowhere. In, this is not in Texas. This is in somewhere in Southwest Kansas, in Garden City, Kansas. They had this big gathering going October twenty second. Apparently, there's music and cars and booths and all kinds of stuff going on out Zombies, there. Zombies, right? zombie walk. Yeah, they got all. You know, there's, there's there's something going on out there. So, so if you happen to be listening from Kansas, or if you're traveling to Kansas in that check time, check that out. What's it called again? Just it just says Kansas City Steampunk. It's in Garden City, Kansas. Okay. So, so look it up on Facebook. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll link to it, too. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Then? Well, the very next day, October 23rd, would be the Steampunk Witches Tea in Wimberley. Man, Wimberley, they are killing it. <laughs> they are doing every something every month so far. Which is awesome. That's fantastic. Yes, I'm loving it. So uh, they're, they're having a... a it's, uh, it's a Witches Tea. Witches Tea. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what that means, but it sounds like it'd be interesting. <laughs> So if you're into witches or, <laughs> or tea, tea. <laughs> and you live anywhere near Wimberley, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, 
Uh, we're not rhymers, okay? Um, let's see what their let's see what their page says. What they're going to be doing? I'm almost willing to bet they're going to be drinking tea. That'll kill you. That's terrible. Oh no. Better than some water. Uh, a little twist of Halloween fun. Oh, still detail locate uh, location to be determined. Apparently. Ooh, invitation only. I haven't gotten my invitation. Have you? Uh, oops. <laughs> Well, well, apparently it's not open to the public. I'm sorry about that, but you know, if you get an invitation, have you know, fun. Just, just send them a message. Say you want to go. Yeah, maybe I, they'll they invite are you. Really yeah. friendly. I am sure they will. They will be happy to have you attend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just look them up. But they're, it's, good, it's, they're good people. It's, it's only because apparently they're going to have a limited amount of seating. That's that's why. <laughs> so they already do have 18 people interested. Yeah. But how many actually said they're going? Four. Four. So there's, so there's a big gap well, between looks interested like, looks like you're and four. Interested. <laughs> I, I am interested. Yeah, me too. And Erica. I like witches. I like tea. Well, I like witches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then what? Um, well, then, well, next weekend, and for the next two weekends, there's our friends that we talked to earlier This in one of our earlier podcasts. Oh, yeah. The, the Way Off Broadway community players are still put, putting on their, their play. The Whitechapel Murders in Leander, Texas. Um, well, no, the murders did not happen in Leander, Texas. No. The show is happening in Leander, Texas. <laughs> I'm sure you listened to our last episode. Uh, we interviewed them at length. It sounds like it's going to be a great uh, Sherlock Holmes mystery slash comedy sort of thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Know. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. We, 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 yeah we talked to the director and we talked to one of the actors who's also in, my, in another group. Well... Possibly another future podcast, <laughs> the radio players. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, we probably ought to make plans to, to go out there next weekend. Yeah, well, we kept telling we were going to go, so we, we should probably show up. We were going to go this weekend, but we didn't. But, so, yeah. yeah. So, we, we definitely, definitely go out there. Um, so, that, that's, that's, that's all I see. To. Well, there's a few more things. Um, Did you get the... Uh, well, there's another the, show that, yeah, you, yeah. that you were talking about. That the, What was it? The, uh, Fal- the Baron's yeah, Men... Uh, here in Austin, are doing the tragical history of Dr. Faustus. Uh, their first weekend was this weekend, but they have three more, um, Friday or Saturday, uh, where they are performing the... Uh, that uh, show. That show, Dr. <laughs> Faustus. If you're not familiar with that, you can Google it. But it's uh, about a, a man who is bored with life and uh, considers cutting a deal with the devil. Uh Apparently they got something special on the October fifteenth show, prior to the show. Yeah, yeah, they go all out uh, with uh, a dinner and theater. What do they call it here? And it's called Doctor Faust's Deadly Dinner, Sinner and a Show. If um, you're a sinner and if you like a show, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're having a a full spread. Uh, um, they will feed you and entertain you. Um, yep, apparently it says, okay, October 15th, for a sinfully delicious dinner on the banks of Lake Austin and mingle with our divine seven deadly sins who will entertain you and set the mood. And then afterwards, you get to go see the show, The Tragically His- Tragical History of Dr. Faustus. <laughs> and uh, it says tickets here are, are $60. That's for two dinners and two shows. So or it's two like, tickets for the show. <laughs> right, it's like the perfect date package uh, for $60. That That is... Uh, very reasonable. It sounds like a perfectly perfect chance to dress up in your finest steampunk gear. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Just and because. What would, 
What show would you prefer to take your date to if not something about the seven deadly sins? <laughs> take, go with that with what you will. <laughs> um, I see October 29th, there's a, there's a band, the Beats Antique Shadow Box. Um, I'm told they're not really steampunk-ish per se, but they seem like a good time. Yeah, Beats Antique, uh, they're, they're sort of a... Uh, um, Middle Eastern <laughs> flavored um, percussion and and right. sort of belly dance. Yeah, we go to sound. Be- we go to belly dance shows in steampunk. So, so it's, it's not a belly dance show. It's, it's but still, it's but the, the Middle Eastern band, part about it. Yeah, you know. they're pretty cool. So and if um, we can go to a belly dance show, we can go to this. Mm-hmm. What a, what about not steampunk? <laughs> Um, oh, and, and one more thing we wanted to talk about, and that is uh, Steve Metz's Kickstarter. Oh, right. This is important. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. Now, we interviewed him a few weeks ago. Yes, he's, uh, he's written many, months. many books and many, many, and many RPG books and LARP books, and he's written another one. And now he has a Kickstarter for it. Uh, and it, it is not just another RPG book, although he does have one of those, too. Right. This is a... a he... he goes all out in making this uh, uh, Lovecraftian uh, Book of the Dead, the, the Necronomicon. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, not the schlocky uh, uh, Army of Darkness face <laughs> Necronomicon, but uh, um, a, a, a leather-bound uh, volume with, with the uh, Elder Sign on the cover, and each individual page inside is as handmade of uh, recycled cotton. He's designed all the pages uh, first in uh, Greek and then Latin, and they've got uh, some Victorian uh, writing as the pages move forward. And yeah, I'm looking yeah, at a picture of it. It is more into the modern. Uh, all yeah, illustrated. It, he, he's full he's color. gone all out. Yeah, he has gone all out with this thing. It is the most gorgeous book you will ever own. If this is a, a something that you are into, apparently he's got a couple of variations of it. Yes, there, there are three variations. Yeah. I, I know that uh, there's a goat hide option. <laughs> the, the the most expensive is the, a hickory wood uh, bindings that yeah. bound in, in goat hide. Uh, a gold stamp option. And that, that was actually made here in Austin. And a deer hide wood cover option. <laughs> that, that's the one I'm getting. It's it's the least expensive. That, yeah. Um, it, it looks but, pretty good. Go to his Kickstarter. He'll explain uh, and and describe in far more detail the, these uh, beautiful illustrations and this. Right. And on top of that, it's not just the spell book. I mean, the RPG Unwanted, which is part of his um, series of RPGs, is also mm-hmm, available mm-hmm. here. So the Necronomicon is meant strictly as a prop for for your RPG or your LARP needs or just to have around the house. There's no rules. Uh, it's not a rule book of any kind. But uh, he also has available um, this this RPG that he's just written. It's called what again now? Uh, unwanted. Unwanted. Uh, about followers of of the great old ones that lived among us and after the the the, the great battle that uh, basically the humans won and the Lovecraftian horrors lost these people are now stuck on earth Unwanted. everybody knows about them 
they look hideous and they have to find a way to live amongst us and not be, you know, chased down by angry villagers with pit por- porks and hitchforks. No. Huh? <laughs> Torches and pitchforks. That's the one. There you go. <laughs> or what have you. So your your characters are, are attempting to find a way to live amongst the, the angry, angry humans. In a um, steampunk world. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a really interesting take on yeah. the whole... Uh, Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian. So, hey, have, hey we, have a theme, we have a theme for today's show, Lovecraftian. Hmm. <laughs> this is like the third thing we've talked about, Lovecraftian. So that that pretty, I think that pretty much covers everything going on. Yeah, yeah. And as usual, I'll put all the links up on our page, and you can go check them out. Um, any questions, comments, concerns? Go ahead and you know reach out to us on Facebook at uh, Texas Steampunk Connection, of course. And please give us a like. Uh, we that's, that's how we that's how we boost our egos, honestly. <laughs> yes, About yes. How many likes we have on on the Facebook page? It gives us an indication of who, who, yeah. and, who likes us. You know, and, you know, drop us a line. Tell us what platform you're listening on. Are you iTunes? Are you Google? What are you listening to us on? Because I'm, you know, I'm not seeing as many downloads on our on our actual download page. Uh-oh. So I'm a little concerned. <laughs> you know, I was like, maybe it's not counting everybody or something. But you know, obviously we have some listeners. I mean, like James Mc- McKissick. You know, he he's been listening since day one. <laughs> you know, so and you know, and I'm sorry we fell a week behind, but we'll be we'll be back on schedule. It'll be two weeks from today now from now. Yes. You know, so, <laughs> all right. So that should cover it. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thank you very much. And you know, once again, I'm Flavio. I'm Dax. And Dax. And mind your gauges. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Music was Doc Brown's Cakewalk by Charles L. Johnson, recorded back in 1899. Be sure to give us a like at our Facebook page, Texas Steampunk Connection, where you will find links to related topics on this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, mind your gauges. gauges.